It was Jim Rayburn who said that it is a sin to bore a kid with the gospel. He went on to found the organization called Young Life. And the idea behind what he was saying not only holds true for kids, like it's a sin to bore a kid with the gospel, it truly is a sin to bore anyone with the gospel. And if you want to fight me on whether or not it's a sin or whether or not it's just wrong or not good to do, let's not get into that. The point is, it's not good to bore someone with the most amazing message that we have. We have the most amazing message in the world, and yet we contend to communicate it in a way that is boring, and let us not do that. In today's episode, we're gonna talk about how to avoid putting people to sleep with your sermons. Let's get into it. If you're new here, this is the Preaching Donkey Podcast. My name is Lane, I am your humble host. I'm so thrilled and humbled that you would stop by to hang out with me today. Cannot wait to get into today's topic. But before we get started, I wanna put something in your hands for free as a way to say thank you for stopping by today. If you go to preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days, you can pick up my free 21 day guide to creating killer sermons. This is a three week, three step process that will walk you through how to create and deliver a compelling life changing message. So whether you've been preaching for a long time and you're looking for some fresh and new ideas or you're just starting out in your preaching ministry and you're trying to find any resource you can, there's something in here for you. Go to preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days. You can pick it up there totally for free. I'm reading from an article that I wrote here on Preaching Donkey called Five Easy Steps to put people to sleep with your preaching. This is one of the first articles that I did on the site. I thought I was really clever. I did a little bit of a inverse thing here where I made the argument for how to put people to sleep. But we're gonna read through it and we're gonna suffer through what I thought was funny back then. But there, are these five things still, to this day, still work if you wanna put people to sleep. But we're also gonna talk about how to keep people awake. There's nothing like a good snoozer of a sermon. We've all sat through them. We've all given them at one point or another. But what does it take to preach a sermon that makes your listeners fall sound asleep? What does it take to defy everyone's ability to pay attention? If you aspire to give boring sermons that help your people catch up on rest while you preach, here are five easy steps. I want to mention something before we get into the five easy steps. The idea here is that you cannot assume that just because you are speaking, and people are sitting there looking at you that they're paying attention, that you actually have their attention. One of the most difficult things to get is the most important thing that we need to be able to communicate the gospel, that is people's attention. We have to have their attention. Without their attention, they're not gonna hear the message. If they don't hear the message, they're not gonna be able to take action on it. If they don't take action on it, then why are we preaching, right? That's the whole point of preaching is life change, that people don't just hear the information and go, hmm, that's interesting, that sounds cool, but to actually do something with it, let it live itself out in their lives and be changed because of it. So we're gonna have some fun here, but the idea behind all this is if they're not paying attention, then everything else we do doesn't really matter when it comes to preaching. So here are the five easy steps to help put people to sleep while you preach, if that is your goal. Number one, don't adequately prepare. The first step to getting everyone shutting their eyes is to not prepare. This part is easy. You wanna stand up, 
and not have anything of substance to say. You want to just repeat some things you already know and have already said so they will check out and go back to sleep, okay? So I'm a big, big proponent of preparation and intentional preparation. Like your sermon should be well thought out before you get up there. And the reason why is because if you don't, you tend to rely on what you already know. You tend to rely on just things that are easy to say, things that are more cliche, things that are just kind of given and obvious. And that stuff happens to be kind of boring, especially if it's your church and they're used to hearing you talk. So by adequately preparing for your message, you actually have more things to say that are of interest and hold people's attention more, right? You've looked into the text with more intentionality. You've drawn out of it something of value to say, and you're not relying on just kind of the same things that you always say in messages that start to sound like the teacher from peanuts. This is why you should totally grab the 21 day guide because it talks about how to prepare so that you don't, you're not stuck with this problem, preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days. Number two, have no clear focus. This is a big one. You need to be totally unclear about the direction you want to take the sermon. Your people will pick up on this and decide it's not worth listening because you haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> Follow every rabbit trail in your head so that your rambling doesn't support your point at all because, let's be honest, you don't have a point, okay? So if you want to put people to sleep, have no clear focus. The reason why this is such a problem is because if you get up, kind of like when we talked about not adequately preparing, if your sermon could go in several different directions and you kind of decide in the moment to either go in one direction or go in a bunch of different directions, it's only going to confuse people. They're going to be left sitting there saying, what is this about? What are we supposed to be doing? And I've seen this where the beginning of the message might sound like it's heading in this direction and then it takes a strong left turn and it goes over here and it's like, well, what does this have to do with that? And then it goes up and then it goes down. And by the end of it, everybody's going, I don't even know what you were saying. And so it's frustrating and frustration causes people to check out. Number three, lack passion. If you're excited about what you're doing, you're gonna keep everyone awake. <laughs> you want to come across as dull. You should seem somewhat underwhelmed by your content. Make sure everyone scratches their heads wondering why you even bothered. Okay, here's the thing. A sincere dose of passage uh, passion goes a long way. You don't want to fake passion and you don't want to pile it on such that people feel like it's phony, but you need to feel excited about what you're talking about. This goes back to your preparation. If you prepare well and you have a really strong, clear focus, it's going to produce a real passion in you. Number four, give an illustration that has no reasonable connection to your sermon. Okay, so this is something that a lot of pastors do. This kind of goes back to not adequately preparing. We just kind of take uh, people, this is what I said, take people down a disappointing journey of disconnected applications, make them feel so frustrated and confused that they give up trying to connect the dots and fall back asleep. But often this goes back to not preparing because the 
illustrations that we tend to use are ones that we pull out and we say in the moment, let's just make this fit and it really doesn't. Or maybe it's a story that we just kind of want to tell or it's an illustration that we think is going to work, but we haven't really thought it through. Again, so much of this comes back to preparation. So, so far we have don't adequately prepare. Number two, we have make sure to have no clear focus. Number three, lack passion. Number four, give an illustration that has no reasonable connection to your sermon. And now number five, preach too long. <laughs> okay, this is the final step. If everything above has failed to put everyone out, then this is a handy thing to have in your back pocket. Just keep preaching. Go on and on and on. In time, it will do the trick. If the first 30 minutes didn't knock everyone out, try another 10 or 15, hey, even 20. The key is persistence. Don't give up until you are certain that the only person listening is you, okay? So here's the thing on preaching too long. We're gonna talk about this in an upcoming episode. I've kind of changed a little bit of how I think about sermon length, that so much of it has a lot less to do with how long the sermon is and, and so much more to do with how interesting a sermon is. However, if you are uncertain about whether your sermon should continue, if you're, if you're preaching your message and you're saying, I could say more, but I don't know, it's probably best to end it because if you're uncertain, nobody's paying attention. It's just the fact. If you're uncertain, if you're hesitant, they're all wondering, when is this gonna end? Why are you still talking? You get way more mileage out of a tight punch, out of packing the, the best of what you have to say into a smaller package and delivering it well, than packaging a bunch of disconnected, kind of indiscriminate meanderings that don't make a whole lot of sense, but take up a lot of space and time. You don't want that. You want discipline in your messages. It's far, far better. Okay, so here's number five, or this is a bonus, bonus number six. Use big theological words and don't explain them. Use them as a way to show your people how smart you are. Make sure your language is so disconnected and confusing that your people give up trying to understand what you're saying and go back to sleep. All right, so I think we can avoid so many of these by preparing well, having a good feedback system with our preaching team, making sure that we have a clear focus, letting the message get inside of us so that we're passionate about us, uh, passionate about it, making sure that any illustration or example that we give is tightly connected to it, and we are disciplined with our words and we keep it tight and keep it on time so that we don't ramble at the end and tack on an additional 15 minutes that don't need to be there that really just take away from everything else that we said in the message. If we can do that, I think we can avoid people falling asleep. I wanna hear what you think. If you're watching on YouTube, let me know in the comments below. If you are listening on one of the several podcast players, thank you so much for listening. I would love to have a review from you, five stars. That would be amazing. Until next time, remember, if God can speak through a donkey, he can speak through you and he can speak through me. We'll see you next time here on the Preaching Donkey Podcast. Mm -hmm.